just some truths for any decade and for every day. And these are not going to be anything new, but I have found in my life that often I need to come back and just tell myself these truths. And there are other truths too, but you know, often we need to come back and and remind ourselves, this is what God said. And it may not seem like it. I may be able to make a list of reasons why I don't think that's true, but this is what God said. And we started tonight singing the song, Standing on the Promises of God My Savior. And, and really, that's, that's what it comes down to. In Hebrews chapter 11, you're familiar, it's the, the faith chapter. <clears throat> but when you, when you really come down to think, what is faith? You've heard the simple definition. I didn't come up with it. A little song says, faith is just believing what God said He would do. And I really, I really appreciate that that definition of faith. Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And then it goes on, And it starts listing people that um, walk by faith and accomplish great things by faith and endured great persecution by faith. And verse 6, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. It is impossible to please God without faith. In other words, without saying, God, this is your word, and I believe it. If we are not based on the word of God, we cannot please God. We cannot do anything. And so tonight we want to just quickly list seven truths that, you're going to need to be reminded of these. You, uh, it may be yet tonight you'll need to be reminded of these. And you'll need these truths down someplace. Now, you will see in your life, as I've seen in mine, some of these truths you have up here in your head, and then God will bring you to something in your life that will really cause it to be an act of faith where you say, you know what? I am counting on this even though I may not feel like it and even though others may say that's not a wise thing to do and whatever. I am standing on the promises of God. And that's when our faith really becomes real. That's when it comes the crisis of belief in our life. 
the first one we want to look at is just that God is in control. As I said, none of these are going to be new. God is in control. Do we really believe that? I, I appreciated Mary Lou Morris's um, honesty this morning in Sunday school and just saying, you know, sometimes it's really hard to believe God's in control. And that's true for all of us. That's why it is by faith. It, it, it's not, oh, yeah, I can see how everything's working together and God is in control. Isn't this wonderful? There are going to be times when you can't see how anything is working together. But God is still in control. And i it's just so refreshing to me. Dave mentioned, I mentioned, we said, oh no! Did you ever realize God never says, oh no! It's out of control. God is in control. And, and we can rest in that truth. And there are going to be times as God tarries that you're just going to have to sit down and look to God and, and just say, God, I do believe you are in control. And I am resting in that truth. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. A sparrow doesn't fall to the ground without God knowing it. Um, you are in his hand as a believer. God is in control. Can you make sense of it? No. He said it's not in a man to understand his way. But that's what we love. We love to be able to say, well, this doesn't make any sense to me. I have a, a pastor friend in Wyoming. He used to say it so much. It's not supposed to make sense that someone cross-stitched him a plaque that he has in his study. It's not supposed to make sense. And it doesn't have to make sense to us. It makes sense to God. And someday we will see it from his perspective. Secondly, God is good. Everybody just say that together. Ready? God is good. You know, the, the simple little truth. God is good to me. The little song. God is good to me. He holds my hand. He helps me stand. God is good to me. Whether we think God is being good to us, God is good. And, and you may, as adults, look back to times when you were a kid and you thought, my parents are the meanest people on the face of the earth. And some of you kids are sitting here tonight and are saying, Amen, preach it. That's the, most of, that's the best thing I've heard you say in 20 years. <laughs> and and the, the problem is, as parents, we do make mistakes and we do wrong. But many times, as a child... Because we don't get our way, we think our parents are not good to us. 
God cannot make a mistake. He cannot do wrong. And we may think, you're being mean to me, but God is good. And in, in understanding that principle, how many times I've just had to come back and remind myself, God is good. And everything He does toward us is an expression of His love. And God, I am not going to think evil of You. I am, I am not going to be angry with You. Um, God, You are good. And someday I'll see the picture clearly. God is good. Number three, God's grace is sufficient. 2 Corinthians 12.10, God's grace is sufficient. Jason said, there's some days that you just want to close the book on that day and say, let's, let's get a, a, a new start. There's some times in life that you think, I don't even want the sun to rise. I don't know if I can go on another step. It happens. And, and that's when then it's easy for us, for our faith to just crumble. And we have to come back and say, wait a minute. God promised that He would give me His grace. Grace is the empowering of God in my life to do His will. So, God makes available to me everything I need in order to obey Him. And I may be at the very end and, and no resources whatsoever but God will give me the resources for the next moment as I look to Him. And it is that moment by moment of dependence upon God, moment by moment that we're, we're kept in His power. And, and it's coming. God, I can't go on any longer. I can't bear this anymore. But I am counting on your grace. I need grace. I need your empowerment in my life. I need... And see, this is when you have to come back to the Scripture. 2 Corinthians 12, 10. And, and read it and say, God, it doesn't seem like right now your grace is sufficient. But you said that it is, and so I'm going to go on resting in your promises and dependent upon you. Number four, God will bring justice. There are a lot of things that aren't right in this world. But we have to rest in this truth that God will bring justice. He will bring to light the hidden things of darkness. He will make manifest the counsels of the heart. And then shall every man get the reward, good or bad. 
and and we can get completely bent out of shape and and living in the flesh in in getting upset about things that truly are not right but god's going to bring justice and and in realizing this god knows everything god um has nothing that is hidden from him and we need to rest in the fact he'll bring justice the key is that we have a clear conscience if we have a clear conscience we have nothing to fear and that's why paul said i have a conscience void of offense before god and before man number five Truth will triumph. Boy, that ought to encourage our hearts. Truth will triumph. When, when you, I mean, I remind myself of this often because, you know, I, you hear the lies that are put out and, and, and it's just frustrating. But truth is going to triumph. And it, it may not look like it. It may look like uh, falsehood is prospering and growing. But mark it down and stand in this promise. Truth will triumph. Jeff mentioned earlier, all the change that's going on, but truth never changes. And, and it's going, when everything is said and done, I say this often, but the last one standing is God. And and remind yourself of this, that someday every knee will bow and every tongue will confess what? That Jesus Christ is Lord. Truth is going to triumph. We just need to make sure we're identified with truth. And, and rest in that fact that um, truth will triumph. I love Psalm 73. The psalmist is saying, man, the wicked's prospering and, and I try to do right and it doesn't seem to benefit me. And, and everywhere I look, whatever they put their hand to, they're prospering. And then he comes down and he says, until I went to the house of the Lord and understood their end. Then I realized. See, don't don't look don't look at how things are now. Um, I read some some coach said the most insignificant score is the score at halftime. And the most insignificant score is any score up until the final gun goes off. And when the final gun goes off, it's truth. We have, we have this thing. Marilyn loves her mercy, I guess. I don't know. She hates seeing a team get blown out. And, and she likes competition and close. And I said, if it's my team, I just love watching them blow them out. You know? 
yeah, it's exciting, them winning the last-second pass. You know, that's exciting. But man, it takes years off my life. I hope I will win 55 to nothing Tuesday. You know, a blowout. When it comes down to it, truth, it's a blowout. It's not even going to be close. It's not like it's gonna, we're going to eke out a victory at the last second. Read the book of Revelation. Jesus Christ. Think of this. All the nations of the earth. I mean, the U.S.'s and Russia's and France. Well, France. Um, Iran and, and, and all those nations of the earth are gathered together. And it's not like a six-month siege. Jesus Christ comes riding and it's over. Truth will triumph. And it, it, it excites me when I think about it. Number six, God has a purpose for me. He told Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's wombs, I designed you. That wasn't just for Jeremiah. That was for every one of us. And not only does he have a purpose for me, generally speaking, but he has a purpose for each of us every day of our lives. I mean, every day he has a purpose for that day that he wants to do things in our lives and through our lives. See, um, just in this last year, what we've gone through with, with or what my mother's gone through, you know, sometimes you look and you think, what, what is the purpose? And, and let me just say, Saw mom today. She is doing better. We commented better than she's done in, I don't know, several years. I mean, she is alert. She was talking. She knew she's not up and wanting to go ice skating. She's not that. But, um, you know, and... And if I didn't believe that God has a purpose for every day for her, you know, you have to come back and say, God has a purpose. The sanctity of life, there's a purpose for every life. And, and we need to come, you know, sometimes it's easy for us to get thinking, I'm just, I'm on this treadmill, you know, life they call it, and I'm barely keeping up. Um, I, I think maybe it was Dave had this, but a, a guy on a treadmill, <laughs> I, I can't even tell you. He fell down and the treadmill reversed and he whacked his head into this and then it spun him off the end. And, and I thought, you know, that's kind of how you view life sometimes. No, there's a, you're not just a hamster in a cage. And sometimes you think, I work to eat, and I eat to work, and what is... God has a purpose for every day. And, and in understanding that, that He has a purpose for our life. We're not just 
thrown out here. And number seven, God will never abandon me. Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I love reading Romans 8. There are so many great things in Romans 8. But in it, he says, if God be for us, who can be against us? And then he goes on and says, what can separate us from the love of God? And he goes on and lists contribulation and persecution and distress and famine and and nakedness. He says, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors. For I'm persuaded that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And in understanding, do you realize the only thing that will never leave you or forsake you is God? Everything else, it will either leave you or forsake you or you will leave it. By death, we will be separated from everything else. All that we have, and it's not like all that I have. The only thing that remains is God. And and you can rest. He's never going to just throw you away. He's never going to abandon you. Now, it's not enough to hear these truths They must be personalized. And God's going to bring opportunities in your life for you to come face to face with, do I really believe God will bring justice? Do I really believe that God's grace is sufficient? Do I really believe? And God will bring events into our lives to personalize these truths, to make us see God even bigger when we come and we say, I do believe this. So let me just quickly list three things to help you personalize truth. Number one, you need to know the truth, and that only comes by saturating in God's Word. It isn't enough for you to take this list and and write it down. You need to be in the Word, in the Word, so that you're building your faith, so that when the real tests come, that you know the truth. So it's saturating in the truth. And then secondly, believe the truth. It is an act of our will. Am I going to believe this? I know 2 Corinthians 12 says this. I can read it. But am I going to believe it? It's an act of our will. It's an act of our mind. And it, it is only by faith that truth is activated in our life. Marilyn read a quote. Did, did you read it or where did you hear it? From who? Mr. Radio. He gives a lot of quotes, all right? But the quote is this. Faith is not trust without evidence, but trust without reservation. Faith is not trust without evidence, but trust without reservation. And there comes times in our lives where without reservation, we just say, God, I believe it. And that's faith. And you know what? You may say, 
I believe God's grace is sufficient today. And a week later, you may become face to face again with a step of faith and saying, do I really believe God's grace is sufficient? Yes. And see, over and over again, it's saying yes to God. So know the truth, believe the truth. And then number three, act upon the truth. Make the application in your life. See, faith without works is what? Dead. Yes, I believe it. Okay, show me that you believe it. Okay, I really believe God's grace is sufficient. That God will give me strength to rejoice in Him. But I go out and just mope around. No, you act upon it. If I, it's not just believing, it's an act of our will that then proof that we really believe it is that we will act upon it. It's, it's faith and it is works. And it's faith that works. It's, it's understanding. Uh, God is in control, so I'm going to rest in Him. It's understanding that God will bring justice, so I'm not going to be bitter about this. I'm not going to be angry about this. It's knowing the truth, believing the truth, and then living it. Letting it mold our life. Letting it shape us. Letting it make us. And do you understand no one can do these things for you but you. I, I, can't, I can't have faith for anybody else. And no one else can have faith for me. It's, this, is, this is where it is so personal. It is so one-on-one. It doesn't matter what your husband or your wife, what their faith is. You've got to, you've got to hammer out and you've got, to, you've got to work out your faith in your personal life over daily, daily, daily building it. And it comes back to these truths. And as you know, there are many, many other truths. But I really pray that that this coming year will be a, a great year to walk by faith. Undoubtedly, there's going to be some deep waters that some, maybe all of us, will walk through. But it's in those deep waters that our faith will be tested. And you know what? If we walk by faith next year at this time, great is thy faithfulness. We'll say, you know what? God's Word is true. Oh, we all know it's true. We wouldn't be here tonight if we didn't think it wasn't true. But we'll know it in a personal manner. We'll know it in a renewed manner. But it's it's up to us. So build your faith. See, it's in times like these that you need faith.
And it's coming back. What is God's truth? Do I believe it? And if I believe it, how will I act upon it? Heavenly Father, it's comforting to know that you already know all that's going to happen in the coming year. And Lord, I just thank you that we have these truths with many others to truly stand upon. And Lord, I pray for each one here tonight. May we truly build our faith in what sometimes seems like little steps. May we still stand upon the truth and act upon the truth. And Lord, maybe even tonight there's some that are being called to make some big steps of faith. Lord, I I just ask that we would submit to You and joyfully see Your power manifested in our lives. Lord, may even tonight people find truly Your grace is sufficient. For we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together.